Hello and welcome to the first episode in the Christian Realist series, uh, Christian Realist podcast series, on grieving well during the COVID nineteen pandemic. I am planning to do five episodes, one for each of the five stages of grief identified by Elizabeth Cooper Ross. Now, as a disclaimer, I'm not an expert on this subject, so I'm speaking just from things that I've read combined with my personal experience, and of course, uh, as they say, results may vary. But I really do think that grieving is extremely important work, in general and especially right now. And so my hope for this series is to help you, and myself as well, to create space for this work and to set an intention to be grieving more consciously. Now, as we did with the previous series, I'm going to give a brief sermon, and then we'll have a song, and then close with prayer. Alright, so, the first stage of grief is denial. And we'll talk about what denial means, especially with reference to the current crisis, and then how we can best work through the denial phase of grief. The word denial has a negative connotation, but it is a natural part of the process of grieving. It's the phase where you're still so much in shock that you just can't even wrap your mind around what's happening. The tragedy or the loss or whatever it is just hasn't sunk in yet. And that's normal. And it's important to remember that we shouldn't be judging people for that, either ourselves or others. So when we consider this stage of grieving and the pandemic that's happening right now, as of when I'm recording this, we see that there are many, many things that we can be in denial about. Uh, there may still be some people who are in denial about whether the virus itself is a serious threat, uh, but I don't think that's very common by now. But most of us are very much still in shock about the full implications of the pandemic. There are, of course, the economic implications, as well as social implications, changes in the level of government intrusion in our lives, changes in our basic feeling of safety and security in life, and there are even long-term implications that the virus might have for the physical health of the world population that we don't really know quite um, what is going to be or what that's going to mean, but certainly we have some idea that this is not going to be over and done with um, even if we find a vaccine. So. It's really, all of this is just too much for us to deal with right now. Um, I know I can't. I can't deal with it all. <laughs> I, I can't, de I don't even know what, what all, it all is. So we're all in denial to some extent right now. And the grieving that we're going through is going to be an ongoing process. And it's probably going to mean something like continuing to cycle through the stages of grief so grieving one aspect of this, and then another, and then another, and so on. So it's good for us to be as aware as we can of what the process is, so we can be more conscious about it. Alright, so that's a little description of what it means to be in denial. Um, but of course we want to know, how can a person best work through this stage of grief? And I would suggest that, first of all, the best overall strategy 
for all of these stages of grief is not trying to rush through them as fast as you can. Rather, it's to become very present and aware of the stage that you're in and let it happen and let it unfold on its own. But becoming aware that you're in denial (laughs) is kind of a tricky one (laughs) because when you're really in denial, you don't know it. Um, So we're just going to look at uh, some of the wisdom of the Bible to help us get a sense of uh, how uh, how you could deal with this. So we'll consider the example of King David. Now you might remember the story where he, King David, commits adultery with a woman named Bathsheba. And then David, after that, you may or may not remember, he tried to cover up what he had done. And he committed a horrendous crime in the process. And eventually the prophet Nathan confronted him about it. And the story of that is in Second Samuel chapter 12. And I'll just read you verses 1 through the beginning of uh, of verse 7. This is from the ESV. Alright, so, chapter 12. Uh, And the Lord said to Nathan, oh, sorry, and the Lord sent Nathan to David. He came to him and said to him, There were two men in a certain city, the one rich and the other poor. The rich man had very many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing but one little ewe lamb, which he had bought. And he brought it up, and it grew up with him and with his children. It used to eat of his morsel and drink from his cup and lie in his arms, and it was like a daughter to him. Now there came a traveler to the rich man, and he was unwilling to take one of his own flock or herd to prepare for the guest who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who who had come to him. Then David's anger was greatly kindled against the man, and he said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die, and he shall restore the lamb fourfold, because he did this thing, and because he had no pity. Nathan said to David, You are the man. All right, and that's the end of the the part that I'm going to read, and I'll just summarize for you that after that, Nathan pronounces the awful consequences that David is going to suffer for his crimes. And David admits that he was wrong. And then David is able to start to grieve over the consequences of his actions. It's actually interesting, I think that we'll come back to the story later, because it represents all five stages of grief in different parts of the story. So for the first stage, you can tell that David was in denial by his initial response to Nathan's parable. David is just so out of it, he doesn't recognize himself. He's... It's like he's not even fully aware of what he's done. And what brings him back to reality is this dramatic confrontation. It's having someone basically slap him across the face. Now, this is relevant for us, because even when we're grieving something that's not our fault, as human beings, we still have this tendency to be in denial. And we can still be shaken out of it by confrontation. Now, most often, we get confronted not by some prophet sent from God, and usually not even from other people, although that does happen sometimes. But most often, it's just that uh, we eventually have to own up to what's going on, because after avoiding the reality of the situation for too long, it finally gets so bad that it comes back and bites us in the butt. So, 
rather than sending a prophet to call us out, uh, the prophet that God sends to us is usually just the crappy consequences of being out of touch with reality. But we don't always recognize that, uh, that prophet or that slap in the face that happens to us. And so it's good to understand this process, what it means, so that we can be mentally prepared for it, so we can try to accept that and try to welcome when these kinds of things do happen as a signal, oh, maybe I'm in denial, <laughs> maybe I have been avoiding something. And I do want to just make a note here about how different denial feels from the inside versus how it looks on the outside. Because it's, it's good to be able to recognize other people in denial, but it's also important to recognize that when we ourselves are in denial, we don't, we don't see it at all the same way. So, so when someone else is in denial, then an outside observer you know, will look at them and realize and understand that such a person is typically doing and saying some really dumb stuff. So for example, someone in a state of denial during this pandemic uh, might be taking unnecessary risks, or maybe even taking absurd risks. That, that happens. Or maybe it would be somebody um, just acting as if all I have to do is hold on for now, and things will eventually go back to normal. But you can tell from that person's situation, actually, things are not going to go back to normal in the way that uh, they were before. And it's, it's really time to start thinking about that, but you know, people want to believe that. Or someone might even be putting their faith in fantasy solutions that are just unrealistic. Again, when you're the outside observer, you can see that's a fantasy solution. It's not realistic. But, uh, you know, I think we actually all are probably engaging in that to some degree right now uh, because we don't have any particularly realistic fixes for what's happening now. So anyway, that's how it looks from the outside. But from the inside, if you're out of touch with reality, you don't know that. You're just in denial. And so all you feel is something like non-specific anxiety or vague discomfort. Something like an impulse to just veg out and drift into daydreams. So that's the kind of thing that you look for if you want to become aware that you're in denial and those moments where reality is kind of trying to, to slap some sense into you. And by the way, if you're into the Enneagram, uh, this is all relevant to all of the types but it's especially relevant to type 9. And this is kind of the besetting challenge of type 9, is coming out of this state of denial. So anyway, that's an aside for, for those of you that are into that. Now, uh, one more note here is if you're wondering about how to help others who are in the denial phase, because like I said, you look around and you, you will see that that is happening. Um, sometimes it can be appropriate to do like Prophet Nathan and confront somebody directly. Uh, but I think you'll agree that it's best to be very, very discerning about that. Um, it's not always a good idea, but it is always a good idea to start with yourself. And of course, that'll put you in a better position to help others, and it will give you more compassion, because it is, it's very frustrating to work with somebody that's in denial, or, you know, to try to have to, to help somebody, or, um, you know, just watch even a loved one who's in denial. But 
if you understand what's happening, that it's basically the first stage of grieving, it, it could give you more compassion. So, alright. And that's enough for, for today, enough thoughts, I think. So we'll just take some moments to try to center ourselves. We'll take some deep breaths. And I invite you to take a moment and check in with yourself. So this is something that's always good for us to do. And especially during really difficult times. And it's good for if we are in denial about something or, you know, many other reasons. But if we just take some deep breaths. And ask. Hey. How are you doing? Ask yourself, how are you really doing today? With everything going on. And is there anything that you've been avoiding? So just take a moment and sit with your self-inquiry. Just ask quietly in yourself, how are you doing? Is there anything that needs your attention? And if you feel tugged in a certain direction, then you might just make a note of it. I mean, you don't have to write it down, but just, you know, maybe say it to yourself. Oh, I should look into, or I should take care of, or whatever it is. Okay. We'll take one more deep breath. Great. And we'll just share a song now. It's called Change My Heart, Oh God. And uh, Brandon insists that after we sing it in English one time, then we sing it in Spanish one time. Because it's so much prettier <laughs> in Spanish. <laughs> Change my heart, oh God. Change my heart, oh God, may I be like you.
Thank you. Alright, and we'll just say a brief prayer together. Dear God, we thank you that even when we are totally aware of our own ignorance or what's really going on inside of us, that you are always there watching, always seeing us. And we pray that we may become more aware of ourselves as you see us, that we may come also to see our neighbors as you see them. Father, grant us compassion for all who are suffering right now, including those whose suffering is even hidden from themselves, hidden in this phase of denial and who may be doing some really dumb stuff. Help us to know how to help our brothers and sisters in need. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, thank you, and we'll have uh, the next episode tomorrow. God bless.